0: Jay button popcorn <laughs> Okay let's start the show. Jim Bio
1: Preparati per la stagione
0: Quattro Preparate
1: para la temporada Quattro sit back relax and listen Friday's gonna have you glistening. Get ready for a real good vibe. Shea Butter and Popcorn, now live. Welcome to Shea Butter and
0: Popcorn
1: with Taj and Chelsea, season four, episode 24.
0: Shea Butter and Popcorn is a podcast where your neighborly film fanatics review our favorite films and shows. This is where real life and cinema intersect. My name is Chelsea, aka Chelsea singer, actor, blogger, podcaster, and all around movie lover.
1: And I'm Tajiana, also known as Taj, actor, filmmaker, lover of Black stories, Black narratives, Black everything. Welcome or welcome back.
0: Yes, here comes the puberty, y'all. Come oh, on. yes, here it comes. Here comes the puberty, the puberty. <laughs> the glory days. No. Come on. <laughs> oh, no. It was. Oh. You have breakouts, pimples, first time menstrual cramps, braces. Yes, please. Where do I sign? believing that 30 is ancient old
1: (laughs) but bodily changes that you don't understand you just look one way one day and then the next you just look different you know how scary that is so scary and
0: when you're like 12 and 13 you're like don't look at me if you look at me i'll explode
1: right you're so embarrassed oh my gosh so insecure until you grow into yourself yeah looking
0: at me nasty
1: Over here crying.
0: Right? Start lacking boys and you start sweating profusely under your underarms because teen spirit is a total lie. (laughs) Oh, not teen spirit. Oh, God.
1: It used to smell so good, though. Like, oh, my gosh. They sold us. Come on. Yeah. It just was, it was all scent and no protection against the profuse sweating at all. Mm -hmm. And I definitely am just, in general, a profuse a Profuse sweater, Me so too. yeah, I sweat is, a lot. I do, I, I, yeah, it, it just happens. There's no way to, I mean, besides baby powder, like that, like yeah. helps a little bit. But.
0: I can be like, because I'm when I'm active, obviously, and I'm active a lot, I'm restless, I like sit down, but also, like, when I'm singing, performing, I sweat a lot, mm. you know what I mean? When I'm cleaning my yeah. house, I sweat, I just naturally sweat a lot. Yeah, I gotta With have the phone fan that I plug in to my yeah. little phone and give myself a little air, get right? the fans going. I know we're supposed to be like all herbal and stuff, but I can't do that, that herbal organic deodorant that's not. Mm-mm. I'm still trying to find an organic deodorant with that
1: does not have aluminum that oh. can help me. I found a few that are pretty helpful, but oh. it's just like it doesn't even matter. If I use aluminum or not, it's I'm going. It doesn't my body doesn't care. Yeah, but okay. we're going to try to do a little bit of damage control unfortunately back then i didn't know of any um that would help me so yeah um, i was definitely just with my you know regular colored v-necks that we used to wear and um just having that large circular
0: that large circle stain. sweat standard that's why i wear black so much all the time why should she wearing black because you can't see the sweat stains <laughs> it's terrible i wear something it is absolutely the terrible you can't I used wear to be sleeves. so embarrassed right right that's why when it's
1: summer, I'm like, y'all, leave me alone. i yep. wear my dress. Yeah. Got to air it out Not because you. it's too much. It's way too much.
0: It's okay. In the words of Beyonce, a little sweat never hurt nobody. It's fine. <laughs> whatever. Right. She knew. If you sweat a lot, it also means you have really good skin, which is true. Like, I, mm. yeah, I have clear skin. because
1: That's fair. <laughs> that is fair. That's I love fine. it.
0: It's fine. We cool. Well, let's get into our movies this week. First up for me is Little Darlings, 1980, directed by Ronald F. Maxwell, available on Amazon Prime with a Paramount Plus add-on. You know, if you have Paramount Plus, you know, more power to you. Please tell me what it's like. I don't have Paramount Plus. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I've never been that affluent. Paramount Plus, let us know. It's new, like Discovery Plus. They keep having all these streaming sites. It's just overwhelming, like Bring Back Blockbuster. I'm tired.
1: Come on. (laughs) <laughs> at this point. Why did you even get rid of
0: her? Come on. Come on. Come on. So this film has a 57% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm so sorry. Rotten Tomatoes sucks sometimes. It's fine. Whatever. But 91% of Google users enjoyed it. It had a budget of $5.3 million and made $34.3 million at the box office. So it really dominated. Whether it had a low rating or not, it's fine. So two different girls apparently had sex, but one of them lied about it. What? What? <gasps> oh my gosh what so at camp for the summer right that's what I'm saying (laughs) at camp for the summer two teenage girls from very different backgrounds face off in an unexpected contest we have Streetwise Angel played by Christy McNichol comes from a poor neighborhood while naive Ferris played by Tatum O'Neill has never wanted for anything she's a privileged princess both girls are on the brink of womanhood. And due to some intense peer pressure, they agree to compete to see who can lose her virginity first. Wow. At summer camp. But their impressions of sex and love are challenged as they race toward adulthood. Ferris wants camp counselor Gary Callahan, played by Armand Asante, and Angel has her sights set on bad boy Randy, played by Matt Dillon. So this movie is really deep, um, but also it can be kind of sad too, because in a way it's like something's lost and something is gained at the same time. Both girls come out on the other side, just wiser about themselves and about how sex is not just a fantasy, you know, from a novel with flowers and poetry and moonlight, but real and raw emotions, you know? Like I said, um, two girls apparently did it. One of them has lied about it. So, you know, one girl obviously stays a virgin, but... Both girls, I feel, don't leave innocent in regard to how they view the world, see the world, and they grow closer together by growing up together. It's a really, really sweet film. The friends and foes these girls meet in camp, though, is a whole subplot on its own, and it's so hilarious. Their group, their village, as it were, is like a cottagecore aesthetic. You have Krista Erickson as Cinder Carlson, Alexa Kinnan as Dana, Mary Betton as Miss Nichols, Abby Bluestone as Chubby. You have Trois Hayes as Diane. Cynthia Nixon from Sex and the City as a very young Sunshine Walker. She's such a hippie. Simone Shaster as Carrots. And Jen Thompson as Penelope Schubert. And these girls are hilarious. Really, really, really talented, young, precocious actresses in this movie. So it's definitely a coming of age I think everyone should see. Uh, I remember... My mom had showed it to me and my sister when I was about middle school, I think. So I feel like everyone should check this out. Little Darlings. Next up is Running With Scissors. <laughs> I'm going to be left of center, y'all. I'm telling on myself because obviously I grew up watching movies like Little Darlings, but like also Running With Scissors too, which is a totally different, different movie. Still coming of age, but very avant-garde. 2003, directed by Ryan Murphy. Love him. Available to rent on Amazon Prime. So this is based on the novel of the same name by Augustine Burroughs. This film was dragged. Okay. And it only made 7 million at the box office. So it's kind of a stinker. I don't care. It's a classic to me. And I love this movie. Um, cause obviously because it's just offbeat, you know, it's not a very, uh, generic type of coming of age, of you know, girl meets boy or trying to figure out the, like we've seen that, you know, but this is different and I, I really enjoyed it. Um, Let's love the characters, you get attached to the characters. And um, it got 31% on Rotten Tomatoes, but 82% of Google users enjoyed it. So, as the son of an alcoholic father played by Alec Baldwin and a mentally ill mother played by Annette Benning, young Augustine Burroughs, played by Joseph Cross, faces a challenging childhood at the very least. His life takes an unexpected turn. When his mother gives him to her unorthodox therapist, Dr. Finch, played by Brian Cox, and the boy becomes a member of the doctor's own strange extended family. His therapist, Dr. Finch's family, is like the Royal Tenenbaums, basically. You have the rebellious youngest, Natalie Finch, played by Evan Rachel Wood, and the religious older sister, uh, the eldest, Hope Finch, played by Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, Augustine finds it hard to adjust to living with the Finches and is subject to. regular weekend visits by his increasingly unsound mother um, after confessing to Natalie that um, he's gay so he's like exploring sexuality he's figuring out who he is he befriends Neil Bookman played by Joseph Fiennes um, that's Ralph Fiennes little brother and um, uh, Neil Bookman is Finch's patient and also his adopted 33 year old son so you got a lot going on in this movie okay they begin a a erratic sexual relationship quickly after meeting. But Augustine finds it difficult to cope with their age difference because he's a kid and consistent with a confidence pattern seen with the family of Neil, um, and with a 41 year old patient who abused Natalie. Um, and with the young adult patient, Dorothy Ambrose played by Gabrielle Union. She's up in this thing as well. Um, Dr. Finch manipulates Deirdre into signing over her money to him. It's a whole thing. Um, by the time of Augustine's 15th birthday, this child, um, (laughs) Deirdre has found temporary stability with her living companion, Dorothy. She's all like, oh, I've always wanted a daughter. Leaving Augustine feeling like his mother no longer wants him while also dealing with the negative effects of Neil's schizophrenia and Dorothy's animosity. So much stuff in here. He's such a young boy. You feel for him. You're just like, ah, you want to protect him at the same time. You kind of, uh, fall in love with the characters the daughters you know and you kind of hate the dad you know because he's kind of a psycho and gabriel union really is a scene stealer in this so please do yourself a favor watch running with scissors next up is angus thongs and perfect snogging 2008 directed by grinder Chada, available to rent on youtube and haha i own this one on dvd i love this movie so, Grinda Chata, she's done films like the short film that was featured in Homemade on Netflix. We talked about that um, in season three with our long and short of it episode. She's also done movies like Bend It Like Beckham and other teen hits. So, this is an English movie. I just adore this film. Um, it was lowballed a little bit, in my opinion. It got 73% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, but 91% of Google users enjoyed it. And it made $14.9 million at the box office. So it's based off a series of books by Louise Renison. And this tale follows 14-year-old Georgia Nicholson as she attempts to woo Robbie, one half of a pair of paternal twins, prone to getting herself into embarrassing situations. I mean, she's running down the street in an olive costume in the beginning of the movie. It's hilarious. And she's worried about her parents' marriage. Georgia discovers that being a teen can be a pain in the neck. It's hilarious. It's sweet. It just genuinely really gets the scope of average 14, 15-year-old girls. I mean, it's classic. And the soundtrack is so good. I still have it on my Spotify. It's laps. I think it's funny that you still listen to the same songs when you're like 12, 13, 14 sometimes. It's just like, oh, wait, that hit. Let me play that again. Um, <laughs> the swimming pool scene alone. Just watch it for that, okay? She got the Cheeto puffs legs off. It's hilarious. And her shaving off her eyebrow and her learning to kiss. Those are my favorite scenes. So please do yourself a favor, watch that. Or if you have a chance, read the books. It's hilarious. So for our special day, we're actually doing four movies instead of three in our lineup. So last up for me is Whip It 2009, directed and produced by Drew Barrymore, available on Hulu with a stars add-on. So this film got 84% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. 89% of Google users enjoyed it. It made $16.6 million at the box office with a budget of $15 million. So you have Bliss Cavender, played by Elliot Page, lives in a small town in Bodine, Texas, and yearns to break free of her mother's world of beauty pageants and conformity. Marcia Gay Harden plays Bliss's mom, Brooke. You know, she sees her chance when she meets the Hurl Scouts, a roller derby team, and she tries out for the team and she wins a slot, lying to her parents about her new hobby and, of course, lying about her age because she's too young to be doing roller derby. Bliss finds friendship and freedom with her teammates, but a conflict between a championship game and the Blue Bonnet Beauty pageant threatens to spill her secret. The teammates are Drew Barrymore, as Smashley Simpson, Kirsten Wig from SNL as Maggie Mayhem, Zoe Bell as Bloody Holly, Ari Grainer as Ava Destruction, and rapper Eve is even in this as Rosa Sparks, the main nemesis <laughs> of his um, team captain of the other team, the rival team, Iron Maven, played by Juliette Lewis. And another subplot kind of examines Bliss's relationship with her parents, a loving but controlling mother and an amiable but clueless father, played by Daniel Stern, who seldom opposes his wife's uh, parental decisions. And, of course, Bliss finding love and coming of age, all that first love type of thing, first real relationship. Jimmy Fallon is the hilarious announcer at <laughs> Roller Derby, uh, and he plays hot tub Johnny Rockets. So, and long-suffering coach Razor, who is also hilarious. is played by Andrew Wilson. So check that out. That's Whip It. Those are my films for this week. Taji, you let me know what yours are. Yes, so much fun. Oh
1: my gosh, coming of age is like one of my favorite genres. It's just like a direct reflection of, you know, our lives and feeling like somebody relates. Um, first up, we're going to do a mega classic. Um, Ferris and Bueller's Day Off, 1986. Um, I feel like Ferris, I, okay. The fact that it infuses comedy and romance and has like all of these different, like, you know, teen comedy, like everything threaded through it, it just makes for a very chaotic film, <laughs> but like, yeah. it's, it's definitely like still a classic, everyone still will say Bueller. Bueller, Bueller. Bueller? Like literally, <laughs> you know, when you when you have people quoting your film in everyday life, you've done your job. Um this film got a 79% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 94% of Google users like this movie. that a little bit more on the Rotten Tomatoes um end. But um I mean, it's okay. They did 70 point one million at the box office. It's fine, it's fine. Um, they had a, around a five point eight million dollar budget, so that's an, incredible. Um, I think the trailer alone sells it because it's like, what the heck is Robin <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. so Ferris Bueller, um, has an uncanny skill at cutting classes and getting away with it. Ooh. Um, intending to make one last duck out before graduation, Ferris calls in sick, um, borrows a Ferrari and, <laughs> and embarks on a one day journey through the streets of Chicago. On Ferris's tail, um, is high school principal Rooney determined to catch him in the act. Um, being a high school slacker, we definitely like know those types. We went to school with those types. Um, telling your parents, oh, I'm too sick. And it's like, okay, maybe I'll try to get up. And they're like, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine It's, fine yeah. it's like <laughs> hilarious. I'm like, this dude, you faking. Um, so, you know, skipping school for a day and having this like mega adventurous, you know, like day. I think, I, I feel like a lot of people at times like, oh yeah, it could be a very negative influence on kids watching it. But I think it was like super fun and having, you know, having this like sort of, it was sort of unconventional and in, in the way that it included everything in there. And then having like Ferris, you know, breaking the fourth wall to explain his inner thoughts and things of that sort. Um, and yeah, I just, I feel like it was a big go to Chicago having all the landmarks in there. Um, um, and basically, um there's a his love letter to chicago saying i really want to capture as much of chicago as i could not just in the architecture and the landscape but the spirit um this was released by paramount pictures in 86 um and it actually became one of the top grossing films of the year um so yeah this was very enthusiastically received by <laughs> audiences and critics and, and everybody so um this film actually in 2014 it was selected for preservation um, in the National Film Registry by the Library of Congress being deemed culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. It had a lot going on. Uh, one man's struggle to take it easy. But uh, we love Ferris Bueller. Very, very comedic and um, so much going on in this story. And y'all should definitely watch it. If you have Fubo, you can watch it on Fubo TV um, or elsewhere you can find it. Um, so yes, please watch it. Um, next, I think, all, all the girls love um, the Princess Diaries. Uh, this came out in 2001. I feel really old right now, but yeah, I'm just gonna bypass that. Wow, how does it have a 48% of Rotten Tomatoes? <gasps> no, don't do Princess Me Don't, like that. don't really know what's going on. But um, geez, yeah, it's um, it's very, very, very interesting that that would happen. Um, it has a 93%. Uh, or 93% of Google users like this film. Um, wow. Amazing. Um, this basically, um, it was the first preteen teen, uh, chick lit book in the Princess Diaries. Um, so it was written for, uh, kids ages 12 and up, um, and things of that sort. But, uh, the range of the film, uh, is a coming of age teen comedy um produced by Walt Disney Pictures. Mm-hmm. So this um actually shout out to home um San Francisco teenager who is very shy, Mia Thermopolis, um what type of last name is thrown for a loop when from out of the blue she learns the astonishing news that she's a real life princess. What talk talk about coming of age but make it royalty. Hello as the heir apparent <laughs> to the crown of the small Um, European principality of Geneva Um, Mia begins a comical journey toward the throne when her strict and formidable grandmother um, she is also um, her grandmother is the queen uh, Clarice Mm -hmm. shows up to give her princess lessons I love 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 Julie Andrews as the grandmother as the queen love it and also love Anne Hathaway as the princess wow um super super amazing. Um the transformation scene alone. It's <laughs> just like super fun. Um this I love it. Oh my gosh. I feel like <laughs> you just had to like watch this. Like you have to. You had to. When you're younger. Like it just was kind of like a it was like a coming of age, but like induction for us, you know, like you had to watch uh, the Princess Diaries. Um to. and it's yeah, a rite of, <laughs> of passage. Rite of passage. <laughs> yes oh my gosh I love it oh my gosh it was also like the end of um Julie Andrews semi-retirement because she um it was her first return to Disney films since Mary Poppins um is amazing because Anne Hathaway is like aging backwards um but Amen. I love I love you know also you know we have we love a good sequel The Princess Diaries 2 Royal Engagement but even um and they were having rumors of having like a possible third installment in 2015. But, um, regardless, I think it's just super dope. Um, one always happy when, you know, home San Francisco, Oakland or otherwise is like highlighted in regards to location. Um, but having this, like, you know, going from a complete, you know, this like, complete different look I know it's like could be super negative though like on on girls looking it's like oh well I have to look like this Mm -hmm. um you don't have to look like that people are just also like mean (laughs) but having like glasses and like thick hair and going into this transformation of like I'm now the princess um and having to live up to that I think it was like super fun play on like Mm -hmm. royalty um and things of that sort there was said to be like an ultimate ending I would be curious to see Yeah, how that would have been. They said it would have left fans, um, in distress. But, uh, yeah, this film can be watched on Disney Plus if you have not already watched it. Um, it's super, super fun. Um, they said it had unexpected commercial success, grossing over 165 million worldwide. Um, but, uh, that was all of us, all the little girls watching me. Um, and it's just like super fun to see her go through that makeover and just like yeah. living her life, like literally night and day, um, and getting popular and all those things. And, you know, having to deal with living up to that expectation and, and, you know, sharing, you know, first kiss and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. super, super fun, super tender. Um, next, this is personal for me. Um, I want to talk about Jin that came out in 2018. Um, it's a coming of age drama um, that is written and directed by Najla Mumin, um, who is a very big inspiration to me. Um, shout out to her. Um, and this is her, I believe this is her first um, feature, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but this film, oh my gosh, so good. Um, it highlights Summer, who is a carefree 17-year-old girl whose world gets turned upside down when her mother, who is a popular uh, meteorologist, abruptly decides to convert to Islam. It is super, super like oh my gosh, it's so raw, so real, um, being uh going into the spiritual uh spirituality realm of like having, um, I don't know if anybody listening can relate to those experiences, but having you know, one parent, her mom and her dad are not together, um, but having one parent, you know, pursue a specific uh, religion or spiritual lifestyle. And then, you know, you not like receiving that well. And then other parent doesn't have that same spiritual lifestyle. So like having that individuality and seeing like, um, how that, how that plays out, um, was super, super interesting. Mm. Um, it stars, um, Kelvin Harrison Jr. Love him. Um, and Summer, is played by Zoe Renee and Jade. Um, the mother is played by Simone Missick. Um, super, super, just brav- bravo. <laughs> like, this <laughs> film is so, so good. I think the cinematography also complemented like the realness, the rawness, a lot of handheld shots, um, a lot of close ups to capture those intimate moments. Um, and she also, you know, there's also, um, the, you know, the breaking of like okay what am i supposed to do what am i not supposed to do if i am you know converting to islam and like right just all of the scenes with her and wearing her scarves and like you know intimate moments with um with kelvin's character tahir um just like super real and uh, i highly recommend watching this film it's on tubi for free um <clears throat> excuse me but you could also buy it on um you can also rent it or buy it um oh yeah it did just pass i think but you can rent it or buy it on Amazon Prime as well, I believe. Um, so y'all should definitely, definitely watch um, Najla's film. Um, super, super good. Love it, love it, love it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, forget y'all five out of 10 um, IMDb rating. It's okay I'm because IMDb
0: scenes in Rotten Tomatoes, they tend to drag certain films. Like there's so many. Right a film I remember talking about in previous seasons was yelling to the sky with Zoe Kravitz, which is a great coming of age. And I got like 36% rating. So it's fine. Or like what? And they just, they, they downgrade. I feel like there's a certain like black tax on certain films because yeah. another one that talks about sexuality and all that and being young is pariah, you know, that's yeah, "Pariah." You know what I mean? So there's so many similar vibes. Sure. Exactly. That's another, yeah. Rating. Yeah
1: riot yeah oh my gosh there's so many because people um, just think
0: like boys in the hood you know or crook ones. right but there's other african-american coming of age movies to watch mm-hmm. and you know obviously there's the main ones the popular ones but there's the less popular ones that are just as good beasts of southern wild is still technically a coming of age in a way so mm-hmm. you know, yeah
1: yeah, yeah, most definitely. That's a super fair point. Big supporter of indie film.
0: Y'all should definitely, definitely
1: watch. Um, it's amazing. My last one is one of my faves <laughs> from adolescence growing up 2010. Wow. Debbie Ryan in her bag. 16 <laughs> wishes. Um, super, super fun. Mm. Um, this got a 53% on Rotten Tomatoes and 94% of Google users like this movie though. But, um, it's fine. We love, love it. Um, so they have her starring as Abby, um, who basically can't wait to grow up. She is so eager. Um, she's been collecting wishes her whole life. And on her 16th birthday, she's amazed when her wishes start to come true. Very, very magical vibes. Um, super fun. I think that a lot of it, um, a lot of the fun part of watching it, um, not only like, okay, yeah, Disney Channel. I think we always got excited when it was like a Disney Channel movie premiering. and like, okay, we watched all the shows, but like seeing a movie and like having this, like, you know, all of these goals and dreams that she has written down. It's like, oh yeah, I want those as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it definitely, um, you know, it was more so a film that was like, you know, wanting to, I, I don't know. We've been like watching her for a while at that point and having like such a contemporary adult audience. I think that it was very fitting. Um And it also was um the second film to be released on Disney Channel in 2010 that was not promoted as a Disney Channel original movie. Mm. Um So it's a co-production between Disney Channel, Family Channel and um Unity Pictures of Vancouver and also Mar Vista Entertainment in LA. Um, but in other countries, it was advertised as a Disney channel original movie. Very interesting. Um, but I think that the sweet 16 is definitely a big, big part of growing up. Like, especially once again, going into like the life of like being a girl, (laughs) like your sweet 16. I know my sweet 16, I was like, I have to have a DJ mom and like, we gotta have the playlist. And she surprised me with the best sweet 16 ever. (laughs) Aww. I was like literally I was so concerned I was just like ugh, like this is gonna be very interesting like uh, I don't know if anybody's gonna come I invited folks and then it was like my family my friends it was so like I just felt so loved on and like you know you're becoming older and like we love you and you know you're still obviously a teenager but getting to that place to where you're almost 18 you're almost an adult um mm-hmm. and I just I just loved it and having her um you know having her uh wishes like come true but also <laughs> I feel like I feel like the wasp scene alone was just like why that was so hilarious um and it's been building up for 16 years mm. disgusting um but it had a lot of lot of you know uh very action-filled scenes and you know Abby's like lighting her candle and making her a wish and like she gets to meet her favorite celebrity and then you know um she gets to basically have her dream life um until she you know she overcomes some some obstacles and has some you know regrets along the way um and you know some familial things in there uh, but she you know and also you have to deal with you know, having haters at this age, why are we hating on each other when we're literally like, are we not, were we not just infants? Why are we hating? Right. Right. Very disgusting, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. she um, navigates that as well. And, um, all of her, um, all the things that come with adolescence boys dealing with girls who are haters, um, wanting that car, um, and all of those different things. So it's a very, very fun film to just watch her navigate, um, navigate life as she turns 16 so comedy fantasy coming of age love love loved this film um those are my four picks please please go watch 16 wishes um it's it's on um, itunes now um or apple tv or something like that so you can find it through them um and uh, yeah definitely enjoy if you have not watched it but those are my four picks
0: awesome so much fun so sweet and Mm -hmm. i love how like you remember the movies too because it's like stuff that you grew up watching you know
1: oh yeah Yeah. most definitely even um for the princess diaries it's like they had the same the same director as Mm -hmm. you know uh, i think pretty woman and stuff like that so it's just like the same people creating these like you know timeless um timeless stories that are just like very very uh interesting and like entrancing and things of that sort so yes.
0: timeless classics and there's also diversity in coming of age movies you just have to be able to look and oh walk. yeah you know like night comes on there's so much stuff you just gotta mm-hmm. open your eyes and your mind but thank you all so much for listening next week is our season four send off guys our season oh, my gosh. <laughs> what next week already we're at the end of june what I can't it's the end of June y'all I'm done um join us for our special as we go cryptic and apocalyptic oh my gosh it's gonna be movies ending it it off right the (laughs) movies that end it all right Uh huh Huh? yeah yeah (laughs) movies seriously they deal with end of the world tropes and themes you know they're not gonna be all on Mm -hmm. the nose Armageddon like maybe another way we'll see Mm -hmm. it's exciting something fun for our season four finale um follow us on social media to stay updated with all things shea butter follow us on twitter at shea butter pop and on instagram Mm -hmm. at shea butter popcorn or follow us individually you can follow me at chelsea j music on twitter or ig
1: and you can follow me on instagram at tajana and at tajana tweets on twitter
0: yes let us know what you thought What's your favorite okay. movie? Today? Come on now. What's your favorite cryptic Let apocalyptic movie? Cryptic you apocalyptic. Want to know. That's a tough question. No, it really is. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Until next time. Alrighty, y'all. Bye.